Since you enjoy this show, I thought I'd throw out there another podcast you might like. It's a show about the intersection of design, technology, and the creative process. It's the Design Better podcast. And in each episode, hosts Eli Woolery and Aaron Walter bring you conversations with inspiring creative thinkers like John Cleese and David Sedaris, people who bring design and technology together like Tony Fadal, co-inventor of the iPhone and the iPod. So far, some standout episodes for me have been when they talk to John Cleese of Monty Python about creativity. That is one of my favorite topics and one of my favorite people. Then also one of my favorite musicians, Tycho, about his creative process. And they talk with Seth Godin about how creativity is an act of generosity. I've always been fascinated by design, the creativity behind it, the implementation of it, both to improve our lives from a functionality and user interface standpoint, also from an artful bringing beauty into the world approach. So whether you're a design curious person like me or a design pro, Design Better is a great listen that inspires and informs. Subscribe to the Design Better podcast at designbetterpodcast.com or in your favorite podcast app like the one you're using right now. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I am your host, Eric Fisher, and this is the show where we talk to the people behind the productivity. This week, I'm bringing my friend Jim Woods on the show, and in fact, he's here right now. So welcome to the show, Jim. Thank you so much, Eric. Pleasure to be here. So you've been a fan of the show for a long time. I think you probably heard one of maybe the first episode or two before we met in person way back when at uh, September 2012 at John Acuff's Quitter Conference. Yeah, I love it. It's it's kind of like uh, seeing it come full circle. It's great. Yeah. And uh, so we, we got connected then, and, you know, it was just like, hey, another online buddy to have, you know. Like, we didn't <laughs> we didn't know that, like, hey, we'd end up co-authoring a book together and, and more. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, that, it's unbelievable. I can't. Uh, it's you never know what's going to ca- happen next. And no. I think that's just a, a constant theme that's kind of popping out through throughout my life and just so many other folks. The more you talk to, it just kind of who knows what's next in the journey. Well, I think it's also an, a, a test to the fact that you never know what's going to happen when you connect with people online as well as at these conferences because you know we after meeting there, kind of got to know each other better online for a while. And then I said, hey, I'm coming back to Nashville for PodCamp Nashville back in, what, it's been almost a year now, May 2013. And we kind of compared notes. We were like, hey, I have some ideas of like a Kindle, a short Kindle thing I want to write. And you were like, me too. And then we sat down and we're talking. And honestly, I don't know that what the ideas we had at that time are anything what we got near I think that was kind of – I think we went far beyond what we thought we could do. And I don't think we'd have a book out yet if it weren't for the fact that we both worked on it together. I think you're right, and I think that we kind of almost had that built-in accountability to an extent. And it was just – it was amazing to see because, you know, I came to the conference. I'm like, hey, I've got this idea. Who? Hey, I've got this idea, you said. And we kind of came together, you know, just like a – peanut butter and banana and bacon sandwich kind of thing. I don't know that I would make that. Co- no, I would. I totally would. 
It's called the Elvis. There you go. <laughs> See, I knew I liked that guy. And, uh, <laughs> and I think one of the things that struck me, though, as we talked about our ideas that were kind of still early in the formulation stage was we both realized like, oh, you're doing a day job and doing stuff online. You also have a wife and two young kids. And mm-hmm. like immediately it was like, hey, a kindred spirit, you know? Absolutely. I think I think so many folks feel that way. I think it's kind of a common thread throughout. And honestly, a lot of the folks we really look up to, we don't know all the details of the personal life. Like, I don't know really much about Seth Godin at all, or I don't really know the details of, you know, Michael Hyatt and his family. And, you know, it's just, we want to... I don't know. We want to find ways to connect with other people, and sometimes we don't have that because we don't have that, you know, that personal relationship. Whereas you and I kind of built it over time, and the more we started, you know, looking backwards, it's like, wow, you know, we literally have so much in common just from, you know, wanting to do create creative things while working a day job, which means hustling in the margins. I mean, heck, I'm talking to you right now on my lunch hour, so there right. you go. Yeah. And uh, I think that uh, I think one of the things that we just realized was was there's so many people that are in this same boat and don't know how to decide what to work on, how to work on it, when to work on it, how to stay how to stay focused. And, you know, all that stuff. When we immediately started talking, we were like, well, you know what? We've got an idea here that's almost like one big, awesome productivity book, you know, Mm -hmm. kick yourself in the butt with help of others and, and, and move forward and do something awesome. But it was like as we started to prog- progress, we split it out into three different books and then it, and then two books and now back to three books. And, <laughs> and anyway, we've learned a lot. <laughs> Honestly, being totally transparent, we learned so much about just the self-publishing process and there's still so much for us to learn and I'm excited about that. Uh, absolutely. I, yeah, it was like self-publishing boot camp. For, for a lot of it for me. And now, you know, I can answer questions that other folks have had. And it's, it's just great to see because, yeah, like you said, almost, you know, if you rewind in one year, I, I don't think we could have predicted this, that we would have a book that we're both really, you know, incredibly proud of. And um, that's been doing pretty well, too. And I'm just really thankful and grateful. Yeah, and more that we're really excited about working on, which is even yeah, more awesome. Absolutely. I think. I, I mean, for anybody out there, again, this here's the thing. Here's the th- here's the deal. This this podcast is not meant to sound like it's one big long commercial for some book that we have. In fact, we'll stop talking about the book itself till the very end when we tell you to go grab it. But uh, just honestly, I it's it's exciting to know that if you've already grabbed the first book, it's out there updated. And we'll talk about that at the end of our conversation. But also the one that we're going to do next, I'm actually more excited for that one. After we broke ground on the first one, it was like, oh, you mean we get to add all this extra cool stuff onto this new <laughs> mansion? We just, you know, th- we can make this house into a mansion? Awesome. You know what, Eric? I think I think what we really need to tell everyone is we struggle with these things too. Right. We all struggle with the same problems. And you know, boosting your energy, that is a huge topic. And any anyone pursuing anything worthwhile is going to hit burnout. They're just gonna, you know, hit the wall and they're gonna get mad and sad and just wanna, you know, pack up shop. And if you can uh, have that higher level of energy, by default, you're already going to do so much better. Your attitude's going to be better. And you're also going to have better focus. I think it's all interrelated. 
And I think that's what we're really going to hit on a lot on this next book where, you know, we want to like to segment our lives and to say, okay, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm basically broken down into all these parts of that wheel of life, but you can't constantly gauge that you're, it's, it's one person and you're emotional too. So you really have to have to gauge these things. And also, you know, for, for you and me, Eric, it's like, well, we're, we're family first and, you know, God first. And we also have jobs that, you know, help provide for us and our family. And we have this passion, this hustle that we're pursuing as well. So it's, it's a really unique dynamic. And I think a lot of folks are in that boat too. And uh, any way we can encourage them and, you know, empower them. That's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, definitely. And, and that whole wheel of life that we talk about in the book, it, it comes from, Chris Lacurto most recently, but also before that, Zig Ziglar. And just that whole idea of, again, we almost want uh, <laughs> to to always, as we do, quote Crystal Payne, you can't change your entire life overnight. And so it's funny. Yeah. We think we can and we think we should and we, yeah. we need to. But it's like it, you pick that one thing that's going to make the most of a domino type difference that that the, the discipline begets discipline like she says where you pick that one thing and and honestly for me right now that's health it just is sure. and sure. like I, I mean you and Absolutely. i were talking and and i've and i've been talking with ben dempsey who's been like just an uh, amazing just <laughs> emotional uplifter and sure Absolutely. honestly he texts me and says hey buddy how you doing and i'm like eh. <laughs> i'm i'm glad and i'm mad that you're in my face on my phone Ben, yes, but uh, yes. I, but I love you, and uh, he, he, <laughs> so so my wife and I have started talking again, and we're doing. I've started doing, you know, juicing one juice in the morning, and honestly, this past few days, and I'm going to keep doing it. Like my energy is up there, and magically, honestly, and this is scary, without much coffee at all. <laughs> You know, I was going to say the exact same thing. I'm actually juicing too. We can have our own little juice rant, I guess, yeah, in the book. There you but go. um, you know. Yeah, you're not as dependent on coffee all day long, and it's it's amazing to not drink the whole mug. I'm like, whoa, what what happened here? What <laughs> whoa? <laughs> um, you know, because coffee is a rare fuel, but right. yeah, it's it's amazing. And then as you start working out and you get you know just that discipline going, by default you're building that muscle, and you can make better decisions. And um, when you say no to the you know to the dessert, it's not as hard to say no to that really good project, but you know will draw your attention and focus away from the project you already you know halfway completed in. So it's it definitely carries through. It's yeah. fantastic. It's well, fantastic. I've seen. I've just knowing you, you've gotten so much more energy and mm-hmm. you're so much more upbeat. And I think I think it's great to see. It's fantastic. Yeah. I think even today I was out walking for a little bit at uh, my lunch hour and I was thinking to myself, man, I feel kind of good. And I realized, <laughs> you know what? Me saying no, there was something I had to say no to this morning. There was something – I don't know what it was. It was a food thing. Like it was sitting there and I was just like <laughs> – I didn't even have to say no consciously necessarily. It was more of a – as I was saying no to it though, I was saying yes to – the the person that I'm going to be, the person I am that I am going to be as well, you know? Right, so, right. 
Anyway, so I mean, let's get real here for a little while. Let's talk about uh, the the things that we're very similar on, where we've got you know the day job, the side stuff, and sure. and first and foremost, our our family, and the idea there being that like that's just uh, that's a grind. Like some people have these jobs that they just despise, and luckily you and I don't like you know loathe our day jobs. In fact, I really. Love. I actually like the people I work with right now the most that I ever have in my whole life. So that's, you know, I feel blessed. But right, that doesn't right. mean that like I'm not worn out from having. Even if you love your job, here's the thing. Even if you love your job, you could spend energy doing awesome work all day long, and then have also the need to have energy and time and focus on your family even in the evening. And then if sure. you want to do other stuff on top of that that you feel called to do. How how the heck do you fit that in and even pay attention to it? You know, Eric, I wish I could say there's one simple answer for this, but I, I don't think there is. I think there are several answers. Number one, what good habits do you have in place? What good habits do you have in place? Um, a lot of us, you know, um, I don't think we have great habits in place. I don't know if, if uh, we've ever taken the time to intentionally think about, okay, well, what am I? What am I going to do right after work? Um, a lot of it, you know, we just kind of let things happen to us. I intentionally spend as much time, you know, with my kids while they're awake. I'm pretty much with them and with my wife. But when they go to bed every single night, it's like, okay, it's go time. I'm going to go to go do some writing. I'm going to focus on something that I can. At least, even if it's just mapping out what I'm going to do the next day, I'm going to spend some time and focus on that work. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I know it's just simply not going to get done. And yep. uh, I, I've really become passionate about using my commutes in a very wise manner. And by that, I mean I ride the bus and I've got my laptop on the bus. I'm like typing and banging away on ebooks and <laughs> writing blog posts on the bus. And it's like, you know, this isn't ideal, but it's also a great, you know, quiet space where I can just focus on that. And it's almost like it's an action trigger for me, really. You hop on the bus, you go to work. You know, it's almost like I'm clocking in when I, you know, swipe the bus right. pass, kind of. And it's really worked out well for me. Um, assuming, this is the assumption, assuming I'm getting enough sleep. Because my, my son, um, last uh, December, right around Christmas, he was teething and he was just not sleeping well. So therefore, I wasn't sleeping well. And we love to push it to the limit and just say, "I can do this. I can go. I can go. I can keep pushing." Truth is, sometimes we just have to flat out take a break and you know hang up the hang up the the work boots for a little while. And there's no shame in that. But fear loves to tell us that. If you stop at any point, you will just never go back or you'll just fail because you stopped for a while. So I, I know it's a, kind of a long answer, but you know, having good habits in place is huge. And also just knowing when to take a break is really important so you don't just you know, essentially do more harm than good, really. Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search. 
Just match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch that busy work. Instead, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. I wish I had Indeed when I was in the hiring process in roles in the past because it is a slow, arduous headache of a process to find the right people. Or, at least it used to be, join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to find and hire great talent fast. In fact, in the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash to-do list. Just go to Indeed.com slash to-do list right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash to-do list. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's something that works so well, it basically feels like magic. For me, I'm thinking air conditioning, noise-canceling headphones, definitely. Meeting-free Fridays? What about selling with Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your own shop stage to the first real store stage, you don't have to just sell your own stuff anymore. With Shopify Collective, you can curate products to sell from brands you love and give your customers more variety and your business more sales. Shopify is your no excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. Shopify also helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout 36 percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to shopify magic your ai powered all-star sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash beyond again go to shopify.com slash beyond now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash beyond yeah well and honestly that's the whole idea behind you know when we were in the thick of uh, the creation of the first book, we said we kept saying this is a season. This is a season. Once we get this yeah. one done, and then we market Absolutely. it for a bit, we'll take a little bit of time. We'll regroup. We'll re- relax. We we at that time we didn't know we were going to do the whole rebranding of the first book, but I'm glad we did. <laughs> <laughs> and mo- I think people yeah. will be glad too. But uh, oh, yeah. like yeah. It, it's just we forget that things are so seasonal when it comes to the fact that. You know, for example, so for example, here, let me talk about this. The fact that uh, real life application, we've had so many either two hour delays or snow days here in Indiana and mm-hmm. in, since the beginning of January. And sure. so the school corporation says, all right, well, we're going to add a half hour onto the school day in the morning and a half hour at the end of the day. Suddenly, Ooh. my daughter is at school an extra hour a day. Not only does she have to get up earlier. She also is there yeah. later, and, yeah. and we we pushing we, back bedtime probably yeah, right yeah so, <laughs> but it's a season and it ends at the end of April so it's like all right yeah. here we go we've got this month and a half to two month period where we just right. got to get through right. it and we have no choice so how can we make it work and and that's kind of how you know we approached the project of the book and honestly that's how I approach things best anyway is to say okay here's this project. It's this time to this time. Here's me working on it. Extra hustle, getting up at five a.m. or working up at, you know, working late at night. Whatever right, right. works best for you. There's no one silver bullet that way, you know, in terms of getting up or staying up late either. But uh, yeah, 
No, I, I completely agree. And also, just just to add on to that, I think you really have to have your spouse on board with you when you have kids and just you know, there's moms are so amazing. I don't know how they do all that they do. Um, when we're off at work, Eric, you know, for for you and me, I just I don't know how these moms do it. And then you come home and then you and, and then they just want adult interaction and adult conversation. And it's like your your brain's thinking, oh, I want to work on the book, oh, well, or I want to work or, on the podcast, right? Or, or on the flip side, <laughs> they want you to take over because they've been worn out. For and that too, right? Which exactly. is totally fair. Um, and, so you, know. you really have to be on the same page, and you have to say, look. This is going to be hustle time on these days, almost just treating it like a work day. You right. could be a Saturday morning mm-hmm. from 8 to 10, you know, or whatever. During nap time would be amazing if you could have that planned out remotely. Um, you know, just being on the same page with them to let them not uh, feel alone, to know that you're in this together and to know that, you know, you have their support and you're also supporting them. So... And I just think, the more you're on the same page, it's yeah. just oh, that's that's so important. And then once we actually made a little bit of money off the book, it was like, oh, okay, you yeah. know what? Yeah. I think you should work more on this stuff. And that went a long way. You know, like what is it, John Acuff says that uh, <laughs> Jenny, Jenny, Jenny uh, says it. That's John's right. wife said income is good, I, I, income, and she's right. In, she says in, income helps. That's it. Yeah. It's like two words. Yeah. It's just like, how do you convince your, your spouse to get on board with your dream? Income helps. And I'm like, yeah. it's so true. But that, so then, uh, so then the other thing they say is that, uh, but before that point, like, what if you're not making income? Well, then. Wow. Yeah. The bonus, that's, that's, that's when you've got to think creatively and say, okay, how can I strategically, which I already should be doing, uh, earn <laughs> bonus point. points and leniency, you know, with my wife? Like, how can I focus on her and, 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 you know, go out of my way and create enough of a either buffer or um, mm-hmm. you know where I'm going. Take over. Yeah, I'm trying to think totally. of other you, words to say. You need to have that um, – the bank essentially the, of – You of make deposits, the, yes. Yeah, the bank of, of goodwill in a sense or just the um, – that you've been hustling and that you're working in the margins, that proves how important it is. When you're like, um, you know, not sitting around watching a ball game on a, you know, Saturday or Sunday afternoon and you're actually hustling. There you go. You, you know, like, going to so be like, for example, Whoa. yesterday I was stupid and I honestly felt I was at the same time. Confession. <laughs> I, I watched TV for about a half hour to an hour in the evening yeah. when honestly I really should have been doing something different. And so strategically sure. for me would have been smart was, which I did do a couple days before that, so not as bad of a human being as I just said. Um, <laughs> I did dishes. Instead, I did dishes. I, I wanted to do TV. Instead, right. I got up and I went and did dishes. So, But you know the funny thing even with doing dishes, Eric? You can have your most creative, most amazing moments while you're doing that. That's true. Because we're not distracted by media. And I find that mind-boggling, you know, how, you know, folding laundry is one of those things where I just would, you know, rather juggle rattlesnakes than do it. Yep. But when you do it, you're like, oh, wow. And that's how you find clarity because it's yeah. pretty much silence, you know, other than the, you know, the folding or maybe a clinking of some glasses. That's pretty close to silent and your, your brain starts to say, whoa, hey, focus, zoom yeah. in here. Uh, for so, me, in the summer, mowing the lawn, that's definitely yeah, something where that happens, cool. too. 
So, so but but yeah. So anyway, getting them on board, and and I think the other thing is is here. It, this is all going to be contextual to whatever your situation is. You may be single. Oh, yeah. You may be married without kids. You may be married with five to ten kids, which I don't know what you're thinking there. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I actually, Eric, to interrupt somewhat, I I have a buddy, you know, um, Jeremy Statton, who has like I think has seven kids right now, and he's he hustles still. You know, he's writing. He's really, you know, cranking out some great content. And what he does, he you know, he just gets up early. Because he knows that's when he has that margin, and he goes to Starbucks. For him, it's you know literally every time he goes to Starbucks, he's like if I go to Starbucks, I'm writing. You know, it's it's. I think it's kind of those little action triggers, or kind of uh, you know, it's it's almost like you flip a switch. And if you can find those little things that work for you, that is so key. You know, um, for me, I. I think just sticking with it um, for a season, you know, for a project, you don't have to like create a habit and stick with it forevermore. But, you know, for a project, yeah, you should write in the same place. Yeah, you should write, you know, in the same application. You should, you know, um, you should, it's probably not a terrible idea to, you know, listen to some of the same kind of music if that's what you do. But, you know, stick with it for a season and then, you know, if you want to change something, I think that's fine, but you're going to be continue building on your success versus, you know, it's easy to want to just make everything interchangeable. Yeah. And, and, and I think you can, you can confuse yourself is what right. I'm really getting at. Yeah. And I think that simplification of, okay, like you said, you, 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 you've got that, you get on the bus and it's like, boom, this is work mode. Like you've triggered yeah. that. You've, you've done that consistently long enough that that's the habit that you have that works for you and and again it's contextual because again if you didn't get enough sleep you may sit there and try to <laughs> relax so you can perform at your day job you know or snore on the bus yeah right. exactly and hopefully you don't fall asleep on the train like we know some friends of ours have done you know who you are and yeah exactly uh, but yeah it, it's it's knowing but i think the other thing is is knowing saying yes to these projects that you want to do now knowing that it's going to take you further along and then you what if having the end in mind or not the end but maybe a, a stop down the road in mind sure. like you and I both recently listened to what what I recommend as one of the top podcasts I listen to which is Life in the Woods podcast by Blake Stratton and most recently a couple episodes back he he had a double episode with Derek Webb one of my favorite people and Derek just blew it out of the water in terms of reframing just the work that we do and why we do it. And like you, you, you had a similar reaction to me. Oh, absolutely. He read my mind and he really gave kind of context. And it's been, it's thoughts I've been having for like the last probably two years. And he put it all and just laid it out. And he, he said, essentially, you know, my goal isn't to be rich and famous. My goal is to have a career and to create good art. And I just, I, I, there was so much in those podcasts. It's two episodes and I think it's about an hour and a half total between both of them. And it was just fantastic. And he said really, you know, to focus on what you really want to do. There's an absolute amazing blue collar living to be made. And I, that's what I want. I don't want to be known if I go into the coffee shop. I mean, if I go to the coffee shop, I'm, 
I would prefer to be there to write. You know, that's uh, kind of my mindset there. So yeah, and I think I love I love the fact that he just he basically said, you know, you sacrifice. There's a lot of things you sacrifice and you give up to yeah. be rich, quote unquote, rich and have a lot of money, and that right. he would that that it's worth trading all of that in to make enough money to make a living and right. be satisfied with your art and i mean he was he he didn't even, he didn't really go to the place of talking about selling out per se but it really just his talking about that reframed it in my mind in terms of what i want to accomplish with the work that i do is you know again we 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 wrote a book to help people to create good art and it's great that people want to buy it and support us to do more of that same thing, but we're not looking to get rich off it. And in fact, that's the opposite of what we want to have happen. We want to um, remain uh, – oh, I'm remembering right now that uh, there was somebody there, – there's a, there's a podcast I listen to. It's all about comedians and stuff. And one of them says to the other, he says uh, there's this old line about comedians where comedians only stay good when they don't stop riding the bus. In other words, they don't right. stop re- living right. real life. Right. Seinfeld comes right. up with good content or good jokes uh, because he's observing everyday life, even though he's rich right. or whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> but, I just threw but it you don't, But essentially, you don't live in a bubble. You're, exactly. You're still engaged. Exactly. Absolutely. So, and I think that that's my biggest takeaway. And too, a lot of it is what do you define as your success? You can be a musician and say, I want to sell a lot of records. Well, what's a lot? I mean, a hundred could be a lot to some folks. Could be a thousand. Could be a million. Could be five million. Um, define your success. You well, know, I mean, put that, put the bullseye on what you want as your success. Yeah. And just label it. You and, know. And for me, it's more about you know, not uh, a, a number value so much as what's enough. What do I have to hit for it to be enough? And that's not a lower. Right. That's not a lowering of expectations. That's actually setting a realistic end point so that you can move on to the next thing and continue to do other things. It's it's kind of that, right. it's kind of like yeah. that least effective dose, you know. You don't need to take 5 Advil. 2 is good. Yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, I completely agree. And I even think of that as a family man with my kids. Mm-hmm. How many toys are enough? <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Um you know, how how many episodes of TV for kids, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and I'm not saying I'm anti-TV per se. I'm, I think, I think there's some great things that kids can watch and learn, but you, you get what I'm saying with yeah, that. Yeah. It's, it, it's almost like our brains just tell us more and more and more and more. Well, in fact, we really might want less, 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 but we kind of go into autopilot. So the more we can just um, be intentional. And Eric, Derek Webb mentioned this is a lot uh, about being intentional. Um, you know, with social media, with your you know writing, with your you know what, whatever you're doing with your time. Mm-hmm. Well, and, I love the uh, fact that he even goes in to say, "Hey, I'm not making any records right now. I am a full time <laughs> businessman in noise trade, which we love noise trade first first and foremost. I love the the strategy and the philosophy behind it. And uh, if you haven't checked out noise trade, you need to check that out. But uh, yeah, the the idea that he again again it's seasonal like yeah that's yeah, that's what's paying him now like that's the that's his career and at the same time he's now going to continue to just be able to make art whenever he wants it music wise and 
not have to worry about how to monetize it. Right. And, I, and I guarantee you, if I, I mean, if, if he were here face to face, I would I would tell him to his face. I'd say, you will make almost deeper and more substantial connections with the people that listen to that art, and potentially make more money in in strange backwards way that you would think that wouldn't work because of how <laughs> true he will be to what comes up for him to to make. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. It's sometimes. You're almost removing the whole distraction out of it, and having two jobs is not a bad thing. It can be a really great thing. Um, you can you can separate your life to an extent and say, look, this is my creating time, this is my art, and this is just for fun. This is just something I enjoy. If you like it, great. If not, that's okay. It's not for everybody, and that's that's an amazing place to it's be. It's okay and to I compartmentalize think, to an extent. Yeah, to an extent, and. Also, I mean, Derek would probably tell you even um, to, to the outsider, it's probably like, okay, his full-time job would be noise trade. His hobby would be music to an extent. And I don't, I think maybe, I mean, he's very passionate about music, but mm-hmm. it's going to look a lot more like a hobby right now. And it could easily change in the next season. It might completely flip-flop. And even, you know, for you and me, Eric, the same kind of thing, um, depending on what we're doing down the road, I mean, you might want to be a full-time writer, and I might want to be a full-time podcaster. I don't know. We we have no idea on some of these things. Yeah. Because we're, you know, emotional beings, and things change. And it's, and again, a it's, it's a season. <laughs> and, and I think that's the thing, is that by simplifying, we make ourselves open to be as creative and as prolific as we need to be in these different seasons. Absolutely. Very well said, yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, and I think it even goes back to talking about, you know, well, what t- what kind of time are you spending with what you want to listen to or, or read or, or watch? I know you and I, the whole Breaking Bad thing was probably not a great idea a couple months ago. It really wasn't, but you know <laughs> what? At least we'd put the book out, so it was kind of our break. That's true. Break that was, was post-book release, so that, yeah, was re- that was a reward. And, yeah, uh, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah totally. Yeah. Um, for, for the listeners, uh, uh, Eric kind of got me turned on the Breaking Bad, and then some other friends mentioned it, and we basically all binge-watched it. I think that was November, and we just kind of plowed through it. I think it was yeah, November, it was like right? October, November, somewhere yeah. there. So, <laughs> so yeah, that obviously is not something you want to do if you're And I'm not necessarily recommending that show to everyone. I learned <laughs> some things about myself watching that show. This is not that podcast where we talk about that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was interesting. But I think – I mean I think it's it's really indicative in terms of what you decide to use your time on. You even you, – you said you don't see Seth Godin <laughs> tweeting about his feelings about Breaking Bad because one, he doesn't tweet. Two, even if he did, he probably wouldn't do it. Right. Absolutely. And it's, I think we need to – we need to learn – from that, we need to focus on the right things, and we can learn from these mentors and learn from these teachers because some of these things that we're wanting to do, we can't we can't remotely put more and more and more on our plate. We're not standing at the buffet. Yeah, uh, it feels like we are though sometimes uh, with tweeting, with Facebook, with you know reading, with even blogging. I mean, you can say yes to way too many good things, and then before you know it. What do you have other than just an overwhelmed feeling, right? You, you Well, you say yes to everything and then you don't have any time for the things that matter the most. 
and a lot of that too um, is going to. You mentioned before in another episode about the whole kind of uh, attention currency or attention bank, and you're mm-hmm. spending it on all these other areas. What's your work going to look like? You know, if you're making a million decisions before you even, you know, leave the house, <laughs> um, yeah. you're starting off really low on your energy, on your emotional and mental energy to make decisions. Yeah. So the less decisions we can make, if we can simplify, absolutely, we're going to do better. Yeah. Uh, what's funny is, is even last week or a week, the week before, Jimmy Fallon started on The Tonight Show and my wife and I started watching it and then we realized, man, we could watch this every night. We could get hooked and that's probably not a good idea. So <laughs> – Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, absolutely. Again, it's You'd like, be up extra late. And right. Then, yeah. Yeah. I see it totally. So it, it's one of those things where it's going to be almost like a weekly recap where we'll get the app out on the iPad and then you know airplay it over to the Apple TV sometime nice. over the weekend and then the two of us will just watch it then and in a point in time where we you know it'll be like a fun happy time where it's like hey we get to laugh together and the kids are somewhere else and we're having fun and we didn't waste tons of time investing right. in it over the right. entire you're, week you know you're basically putting a framework and setting boundaries exactly. on it is another way to put it but it's yeah. not like you're not robotic about it and we're not robots you know we i think you could one thing I've I've learned about myself, I, I need some kind of motivation. I need some kind of reward. Mm-hmm. I need something. I need to have that, you know, carrot dangling out in front of me. And it has to be, you know, relatively attainable. We shouldn't place this, like, amazing, you know, bright, shining, aha moment out there that's undefined as what we're chasing. If you can define it and give yourself, you know, some motivation and give yourself rewards along yeah. the way. You're going to do so much better. You're going to be you're going to be able to you know do a lot more uh, than you think you can if you're getting rewards and you're building that endurance. Well, we forget so, to we forget to celebrate at the mile markers along the road. Oh, absolutely. Well, I think I think part of it is we're afraid of appearing too confident because that's like the same as being cocky, and we want to be humble. For the most part, so it's it's kind of a well, we weird it, dichotomy yeah. there. And so I think maybe <laughs> the humble brag, right? <laughs> exactly. And I think maybe keeping it private, like maybe you accomplished, you didn't finish something, you finished a part of something, so you celebrate right. that. But maybe not out in public on social media. Maybe you do it with a friend or your wife or one person. Like you and I'll shoot each other, hey, high five on a Facebook message, you know. <laughs> To, to exactly. say, hey, I just had this happen. Cool, you know, and it's I great know. to be able I to know. voice that and get someone else to say to you back, "Awesome, yeah. good job," you know. Absolutely, absolutely. If you don't have that, if you just are just keep pushing, keep running all by yourself, kind of that lone ranger mentality, I guarantee you're going to hit, you know, fatigue and just burn out and stop. And you're going to be angry and bitter and it's just a nasty cycle because I've been there, done that a few times because you need the support around you. You need that encouragement. And that's one thing I think we really, really strive for in the book, to be encouraging, to be um, really cheering the reader on and that, you know, you can do this. And even if you don't, if you don't hit your goal, you know, your first goal, that's okay you know, let's, let's reevaluate, let's reassess, let's reflect. What can you learn from this? What can you apply? And 
I think it's just nobody. I've never seen it before personally where someone kind of almost just takes you through the process step by step. So yeah, it, it's it's not afraid to ask you the tough questions, but at the same time, it's not going to be the whole tough love mentality. It's very much encouraging and yeah. motivating and saying you can do it. And and we wanted to go with that route with it because ultimately sometimes I mean this was we we actually got negative reviews on Amazon because of this saying, "Oh, it's too <laughs> fluffy. It's not good enough." Like because they wanted to they were like, "Well, shoot, I can sit down and read through this in in one sitting." And I'm like, "Good. That's the problem. Like you don't understand. Do that." And then also, I mean, some people may need to go day by day and read, you know, one entry at a time day by day because it's hard to start moving if you've been sitting still for so long. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's such a great point. And I think there's a lot of fear there, especially when you're, and you're comfortable. Being comfortable can just leave you, yeah. you know, and you won't, you won't move. You won't move forward. So if you just focus and say, okay, well, why, why do I want to set this goal? Why do I want to move forward? And then you, you, know, then you have some fuel for your fire. And then, and then you can go forward and move step by step. And uh, one thing we really did try to make it as practical and you know down to earth as humanly possible, because I think so much of this productivity can just be a big, I don't know, uh, just such a cloudy uh, thing up in the sky. It can feel very theoretical and yeah, theoretical, and just it feels like perfection and. We're not we're not aiming for perfect yet. No, no way. We're just aiming to get moving and yeah, get yeah. better. It, it falls in between either being way too theoretical when you talk about it or it's so <laughs> concrete and talks as if you have to be perfect and do it just this certain way that we wanted to kind of take, take a middle ground through that. Yeah, so. absolutely. And even, and even when the book was done, honestly, then we realized later, hey, you know what? We could be a bit more clear on – uh, one, the title, two, the cover, <laughs> and, and three, yeah. the intro and some of the content. And so then we rebranded the book and we literally just got done with that, what, two weeks ago now? Yeah, two weeks. Yep. And so it used to be called Beyond the To-Do List Goals. And, it, and actually it used to be called Beyond the To-Do List Volume 1 Goals, <laughs> which is a right. stinking mouthful, right. honestly. So we shortened, it, we shortened it once and we actually shortened it again. And now it's called – Ready, aim, fire, a practical guide to meeting and achieving goals. And it's just – it's so much more focused and concrete. So it, I think so. And I, I – I, we we'd both added some new content to it to really just round it out and make it look better, just, just to fill any gaps because um, – that whole perfectionism thing. I think. I think. I. I think. Honestly, we probably could have kept tweaking and you know improving and improving, and before you know it, you're not even moving on. You have to, you know, cross the line and say, okay, it's time to ship. But we definitely filled in some gaps uh, and just continued to add more resources to into the book and to the end of the book. I'm just. I'm so proud and excited and glad to have those resources in the back because I think the resources alone are, are a great reason to buy the book because to have all these awesome resources in one place mm-hmm. um, with personality tests and um, great, just great content. I'm, I wish I would have had this, I guess is my real, my real point. Uh, I wish I would have had this a couple of years ago when I was starting out. Oh, Totally. 
Yeah, I, I, I was just talking – I work at a college and I was talking to some college students this morning and I just said to them, look, I wish I had some of this productivity stuff back when I was a student. And uh, and so – and that was partially why we wanted to go back in is we realized, you know what? There's kind of this, this thread, this thematic idea of your goal is your target and, and so getting ready by being – getting prepared and then taking aim and picking which goal and then firing the actual execution. And then that idea of you know, walking through that, explaining that and adding that kind of filter or lens right up front at the beginning of the book. In fact, if you haven't grabbed the book before, that is part of the, the sample portion that is in the uh, the Kindle where you, you can go to Amazon.com. You can go to beyondthetodolist.com slash goals and that will take you right to the page and even if you haven't bought it yet, you can try it out. That Kindle will give you a sample. It's like the first – like I forget how many pages it is. It's like the first five to ten. Yeah, the first something. portion in it. And and honestly, the theory and the, the approach to what the book is is right there in that sample and so – Go do that. Go go to beyond the to do beyond the to do list dot com slash goals and go grab a sample. The other cool thing though is is literally we re recorded the audiobook, which comes free with this Kindle purchase. And in fact, some people, um, in fact, if you're a podcast listener, which if you've listened this far, you are one. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> you, you've listened to a podcast. Good job. And if you've come this far, maybe you're not a reader or maybe you are but you prefer audio content. I don't care. Either way, preferentially, we've given you both options. So for the four ninety nine price that it's currently at, you can go to that link I just gave, beyondthetodolist.com slash goals. And some people, they will pay that four ninety nine. And they don't have a Kindle and that's fine. You can open up this book on any device because Kindle has – Amazon has Kindle apps for everything. But they'll go in to the last page of the book and go to the URL and grab the password or actually there's no password now. You just go to the URL and go to the landing page and the audiobook is right there to download. And so maybe that's what you want to do. So as a podcast listener, the audiobook is available for the exact same price. Look at it either way you want to. That you get, you get the audio. You pay for the audiobook and get the Kindle app, the Kindle book version for free, or the other way around. Or it's a combined price for both of them. Either way, go go grab it. Check it out. And if you fall in love with it, we do have an affiliate program too now for the book. If you uh, are interested in that, because yeah. um, the book is also available on PDF on Ready Aim Fire Book dot com. ReadyAimFireBook.com uh, just gives a little more details about the book itself. Uh, yeah. I really hope that uh, a few folks will find it really, really useful and encouraging and hope hope that it can help them just continue to move forward toward their goals. I really think it will. I think it will be encouraging. And I know Eric and I both are just really excited to hear some feedback, hear, what, hear what's been accomplished from yeah. this book. I mean, they're, they're, I won't, we won't waste your time by reading through a bunch of different reviews or testimonials <laughs> that were not fake or paid or anything. Like literally we were surprised and encouraged by the people that chimed in and said, hey, uh, thank you so much for putting this out there. It's got me moving again, you know. And uh, it, what was even cooler was the other day, a couple weeks ago or last week actually, it was Dave Ramsey himself. He says, you hit what you aim at, so aim on purpose. Ready, fire, aim is how normal people live. Don't be normal. Live intentionally. And I saw that. Actually, Ben Dempsey, again, he saw that and he said, hey, look at this. And I, I asked Dave, I said, hey, can I use that quote just to like 
post it on you know as context, not as an endorsement, but right. as context. Right. And it, it's so true. Like we, if we don't aim at anything, we get nothing. And a lot of people have these steps backwards where they they fire, but then they don't aim. And, and again, that's what the book's for. So anyway. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Totally agree. And I think uh, just that step by step process. I'm. I'm. I, I really, man, I just wish I would have had this a few years ago, and I think it could have saved me from literally being burnt out, uh, probably especially the first time when I was just getting into writing um, seriously again. And well, I, think, I think this can help a lot of folks. And it was, it was written with our approach, Eric, of just, you know, real life, you know, not, not just talking theoretical, but real life. Yeah. And, and I th- honestly, even having this a few years ago, would have helped me and my friend Rob back when we used to do other podcasts and we pod faded like three different times. Where we'd record for a while and then we'd be gone for like nine months. And then we'd come back wow. and then we'd be gone. And it was like we didn't build a sustainable model. Like he and I were so like, oh, man, we want to be awesome at this. We're having fun doing it, but we're not making any money. We're not doing it consistently. Anyway, um, yeah, I wish I, everybody has that point in time where they need that encouragement or that guidance or whatever. We we really hope that this book just becomes that for you. And and again, if you if you one if you haven't read it, go grab it. Two, if you have, shoot Jim and I a message and just let us know because we would love to hear from you, like the others that have let us know what kind of difference the book's made for you. And we're sure that it's going to do something for you because others have said that it's helped them. So uh, where should they contact you, Jim? You can uh, shoot me an email at jimwoodswrites at gmail.com or just catch me on Twitter, jimwoodswrites. That's me. And I'm uh, Eric Fisher, E-R-I-K, the letter J, F-I-S-H-E-R. This has been another episode of Beyond the To-Do List again Consider this episode sponsored by our book. And to support this show and to support Jim and support me and my bacon habit, go grab the book. It's at beyondthetodolist.com slash goals where you can grab that at Amazon and Ready, Aim, Fire book if you're interested in finding out where else you can get the PDF or the audiobook version. Thanks so much. Beyond the To-Do List is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, theorize over the TV shows Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, and Under the Dome, laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction and philosophy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx. 
Hey, thanks for listening to the end. If you're looking for a show to start helping you apply these productivity lessons on your business, check out Millionaire University. It's real lessons from real entrepreneurs teaching you what you need to know to improve your business or start one if you've been putting it off. It covers all aspects of business from starting marketing, growing, managing, and everything in between, wearing all the hats. And as an added bonus, I am conducting a number of those conversations, those interviews, so you'll fit right in. Again, that's Millionaire University. Just search for it in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast.